Peace. Welcome to the Light Bulb Blessings Podcast, where we build with professional leaders who share their organic life lessons. I'm your host, T.O. Clay. My mission is to leverage and extract intellectual perspective, thought-provoking conversation, and real light bulb moment experiences to help others reflect, develop, and grow as people. These lessons are inspired by the priceless moments in life we use to connect the dots and propel ourselves forward along our journey. It's time to turn on the lamp and shine light. Hey, peace, love, and light. Peace, love, and light. Teal Clay, light bulb lessons. Just want to say, man, shout out to everybody out there for checking us out, you know, tuning in, listening, or, or, or checking us out, you know, via video, YouTube. Hey, man, down and dirty. Hey, the two gentlemen you see that I got here with me tonight, hey, man, two special cats, very special individuals near and dear to me. Uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'm going to switch it up. You know what I mean? I want mm-hmm. them to introduce themselves. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Oh, we special, special. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. I, I want them to introduce themselves today. Uh, but again, man, it's, it's, it's a blessing, bro. Like, these are those moments. I always say you know, emphatically always say, man, I want to bring on the best leaders, best individuals that, that I know to bring on wherever they are. You know what I mean? And and I've met these two brothers and man, we've been through some 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 real good development together. And uh, without further ado, man, I'm gonna pass the mic, man. What's up, Marcus? Man? How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, man. Thanks so much for having me on. My name is Marcus Outlaw. Um just a real quick thing about me. I am a facilitator extraordinaire. I, I do it professionally, uh, AKA basically I'm a teacher, man. Um, uh, and to make a long story short, my love for God, it flows through everything that I do. So you're going to hear me reference a lot of my faith, um, during our conversation. Uh, but most of all, man, I'm just happy to be here because I know the richness of this conversation is going to touch a lot of people. So I'm ready to get into it, bro. I appreciate that, bro. Ryan, what's what's the science? What's good, baby? How you doing? Good, man. What's good? Appreciate the invite, man. Um, Ryan White, aka One Day King. Um, Man, uh, where where do I start, bro? It's just just a follower of Christ, man. Just really trying to just really walk every day, one day at a time. You know what I'm about? Take one day, one moment, one situation, uh, one opportunity. One day at a time, you know what I mean, and 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 that's how I literally live my life. That's how I, that's how I do my, that's how I do my work. That's how I interact. That's how I keep my relationships, and that's the energy that I bring, um, day in and day out, bro. So appreciate you. Nah, man, I appreciate you, dog. I, I appreciate both y'all, man. And and that's, you know, when I first had this vision, gentlemen, short and sweet, man. I. I like you said, man, you know, it's, it's been echoed from both of you all, man. It was like, man, dear Lord, what you want me to do? You know, mm-hmm. how how can I continue moving in the direction in which you need me to go, Father God? And, and I'm coming as I as I am. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've cried out many a nights, Father God. But again, I know, man, like these are the priceless moments, dog. These are the things that, man, I, I I know our children will see. You know what I mean? And when they see it, they're going to gain value from it. There's many brothers out there hurting, many brothers out there struggling, many sisters. We've struggled. So, again, man, just having that that extra firepower along with me, man, via you two gentlemen, 
to come on, man, and, and just break bread, man. This is an organic conversation. And and anybody out there that's ever checked out like Bob Lessons knows that. You know, yep. uh it, it just For is, sure. man. You know, I don't have a bunch of questions and, and scripted, man. We 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 speak, you know, with the goodness of God, man, within our spirits, fellas. So um yeah, man. It, you know, for those out there checking us out, man, my man Ryan uh, is out in California, man. What what part of California you in, Ryan? Hey, man, I'm where it gets hyphy, baby. I'm I'm up in NorCal, man. So if you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, we have to. Uh, hey, yeah. you know what I mean, oh, yeah. that's how we get oh, down yeah. out here, right. man. Oh yeah. So it's Sac. You know, it's how we got that Bay Area Sac Town NorCal flavor. So yeah. most people don't understand. I've lived in both places. I lived in Northern California, pretty much half of my life and I've spent the other half of my life in Southern California. Okay. Two different worlds. Mm, Two different yeah. worlds. Now it's more of everybody in Cali kind of cool, but before like he was from the Bay, he wasn't really messing with the brothers down in LA. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. and but you respected each other because the flavors and the music is totally different. You know what I mean? Like right. you Doc Dre, uh, Easy E, right? You get you get the Snoop Dogg, of course, right? That's all Compton, Long Beach, L.A. for sure. But when mm -hmm. you come out here, nah, you bumping Too Short, E-40, La Russell, you know yes, what sir. I mean? Like, and the music, uh, Larry, you know, Larry June, you know what I mean? Like, you, the music's different. The flavor. Sell, 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 yeah. sell up there. In yeah, the you already know. Like, yes, Simba, Simba, most people don't know this, but Simba, he's actually from the Bay, but he actually sound like an L.A. brother. You didn't yeah, know that. didn't know that. Yeah, I think he's from, yeah. um, he's from, I forgot what city he is from Northern Cal, but yeah, Simba's from out here. You know what I mean? Wow. So, but Cali's always been, as far as music goes, it's always been LA to the Bay. But yeah, if you bro. look at, so I know you big on hip hop, but if you look at um, like dress, like flavor, you know what I'm saying? Like how we get down. You can you correct me if I'm wrong, too, but a lot, a lot, a lot of the culture started from when I was younger. It started out in the Bay. I don't know if you remember Master yeah. P. Out mm -hmm. to the to Oakland to oh, learn talk about that. That's history. That's right. right. Yes, telling sir. you. So that's history. A lot of the game actually starts right here in my backyard. You know what I mean? Especially for black men, and at our time of growing up, it's huge, right? That's a lot of things that we resonated with started with the black culture of hip hop. Yes. Yeah, and hip hop is different everywhere you're from. Like music's different. Yes, you know what I mean. Totally. It is, dog. But I, I, when I think of Oakland, though, specifically that, like the Bay, you know, I'm, I'm, it puts me in the mindset of, uh, like I said earlier, Sully Cell, obviously E40, the Click, you know, uh, Too Short, obviously. Uh, but then again, when you go back further. And you start looking at the aspects of, of the Black Panther movement. You see, I mean, the Bay is rich, bro, with history, bro. Right. So much history coming through the Bay. Um, and when I was first exposed to the music, uh, my cousin uh, was in the service. And he was actually stationed, I think, at like March Air Force Base or somewhere out in that area. And and he would come back with all the West Coast vibe of music. Um it's one cat, you know, Spice One. We all know, like, mm -hmm. hearing that Spiggity Spice One for the first time, and yeah. then him Pac get on there with him, and Pac's roots that go back to the Bay, man, it's special, bro. You're absolutely yes. correct. You're right. You yeah, are. 
Marin, California, like, is really where he was at. He didn't even start in Oakland. He started in the, one of the richest neighborhoods in 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 the USA, if you would like to say. You talking Marin, about pop? Yeah, Marin, California. That's I where didn't the know that, bro. Bro, look it up. Go look mm. up. Go put it up on Redfin and just type in Marin, California, and, and look how much some houses go for. But it started with money. He, I mean, he wow. didn't have crazy money, but he started off in areas. Of money, and I don't know if you, if anybody's checked it out, but the, there's definitely two documentaries I would check out right now. One, I got to get you the right one, but it's, it talks about Tupac, but it goes into the life of Tupac and his mother. So I've seen, seen that one. See that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one then, Ohio, right? Haven't seen yes. the Kirk Franklin Father's Day on YouTube. The twenty five. Man, minutes? I haven't dog. seen that one, dog. If we don't talk a out. little bit about that with our time together, dog. Because that was bro. so explosive. I didn't we see, see it, bro. You didn't, I didn't see, it? see it. Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm about do- Kirk Franklin. Okay. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Go ahead, Marcus. I'm he. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm lo- I, me, the, bro. the only I'm the only thing that I, that I want to tell you without ruining it, because dog, you got to. It's thirty minutes, but it is the richest thirty minutes that you would spend about Ooh. somebody else's story, dog. Right. So to make a long story short, Kirk Franklin didn't know who his parents were. Right. He found out later on in life. Who his mom was or still didn't know who his dad was and so this documentary is all about him finding his true biological father not the guy that they said was his dad but literally the dude that was his dad mm. and he's 50 plus years old like all of this stuff is brand new it's man it's powerful though it's so powerful man yeah i'm gonna check it out bro I'm take your time to do that one. man so ryan man what what vibe is different in terms of the gang style of, of life from from LA and, and the Bay? Was it all kind of the same, bro? Mm, good question. The, what do you what was your question again? The well, gang? As far as you know, gang banging, gang life. Cause I know the first time I was in LA and 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 went down Sauce and went down Crenshaw, bro, I was like, though I was like watching a movie. You know what I mean? When I saw the exit off off of the four or five, I think. Uh, no, 805. And um, well, 405, it's one of the two. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. It, it, when I saw that Crenshaw sign the first time, bro, you know, being from the East Coast, boys in the hood, you mm-hmm. know, Minnesota society, you know, but to be out there and see that, dog, it was iconic. So my 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 question is living in both places, is that is that gang style of vibe the same in both places, or is it completely different? Is it LA banging way harder than up here, or or how how's it get down, man? Yo, I I would definitely. It depends what I would say. It depends what neighborhood. It don't matter where you go, right? Like, wow, okay. You feel me? Like, you can go in Oakland, be cool one street, but there's for sure like one street you cannot. You you if you walk down there, bro, you better be packed up with something because mm. you definitely get tested. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You better come right. out alive unless you a boss. Same thing in LA. You know what I mean? So I never really experienced, I knew where to go and where not to go. But there have been times in both places, like not even just gangbanging. I'm just talking, I'm out in Hollywood, out with my yeah. boys clubbing for the night. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And back then, that's when game was hot. So he had right. his crew. And when I say he had a crew, my nigga, he raps about it. He gave yeah. all them his chains, money, cars, all that. I don't know how much it was, mm. but he raps about it in one of his albums. And you could literally, and I know it's for real because you would see Black Wall Street come walking up in the club and they would take over. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. And I've, seen, I've seen them take their chains off, beat brothers in the street with their chains. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And then five minutes later, you hear the choo-choo, pew-pew, pew-pew. Yeah, you know what I mean? wow. And it's like, yo, we got to duck down and just chill for a minute. Chill for a minute. Is it cool? Man, let's go. Get out of here. And we out. You know what I mean? And there's mm. times when, um, you know, one night I remember um, I was walking out of... Um, Man, what was the sushi spot back then? I forgot the name of the sushi. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. It's not there no more. The name's not there, but the building's still there. Me and my cousin was walking out. I was I was wearing red, like red hat. Had like red in my jacket, jeans, but they had some red in them, like some white and red. You know what I'm saying? I was just, well, I was feeling good that You night. were matching, right? Basically, bro. <laughs> but you know how LA niggas feel when they get hot, right? Mm-hmm. So- so he was like, what's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? You know what I mean? What's up? And this is in L.A., okay? So mm-hmm. just giving you the flavor of what the difference is of L.A. versus NorCal. Right. And there, they just a little bit, I would say, the L.A. is they a little bit more rude, bruh. Like, yeah. Compton, mm. like the dudes in NorCal, like, they, for the most part, not this new, this new business that's going on. But back in the day, it's like they had a little bit more respect for that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, I just I, I say that because like, like a lot of times, Queens don't rock with Brooklyn. Brooklyn doesn't rock with the Bronx. No. So it don't I guess like, I guess the same. You know, it, it's what I was about to say. If you got family out there, something like that. Perfect. Perfect. But, mm-hmm. but Turf, I see Turf. what you're saying with that, man. Uh, I got another partner, my man. Shout out to Jesse James Dawson. Um, man, he 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 was breaking all of that down for me. R- rolling 60 and all the different sects within the set. And like he said, it could be a street over. He's like one street over. And and on the same block, bro. They same block. Mm-hmm. They got on the same block they be on. You know wow. what I'm saying? That is that's, that's that new that's stuff, gangsta. though, bro. That's yeah. the new stuff. That's why a lot. Of, that's why Nipsey and all, all the, them dudes they they got out of it because it was just it's now to the point where it's out of control. You can't even right. the OGs don't even come back to the game no more because what are you gonna say to these young cats? You can't teach them nothing. They ain't got yeah. Gonna listen, you know what I'm saying? But it's OGs' fault for not teaching along the way to the point of where these kids now have that action, the responsibility they feel to protect their turf or whatever they feel like. They they life needs you know what I'm saying so right sad bro because I'm you know back here a couple summers ago it was hot like kids were getting killed in the park you know what I'm saying mm, that's in, wild like, it just got it just getting wild bro so I'm yeah. glad it's calmed down like with that COVID money a lot of a lot of them brothers got a lot of them guns and packs and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right so they used a lot of that for that government but it's calmed down now so hopefully you know it stays that way but. Cali's always hot, bro. Cali's always hot. Yeah. We call me. it Killer Cow. I know, bro. Hey, we went to uh, Fox Hill Mall out there. Mm. It was probably it was probably like uh, maybe 99. Yeah, it was about 99, 2000. And my he man. Hills. Right. My partner, Ja'Cory Livingston. He actually lived down in McDonough right now, Marcus. Um, okay. He's he, he from Duval County, from Jacksonville. Uh, cat look like Tyrese, black as night, pearly white. That's hilarious, bro. Yeah. We 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 young cats, bro. Fresh in the Marine Corps, we up in up in uh, Fox Hill Mall, bro. We 
we walking, cat walked up. Hey, homie, what set you clean? I was like, man, we, we we from the East Coast. I got my hands up like it's the police, but they got I'm like, right. He ain't even pull I'm a gun like, on you with yeah, your hands like, up. Yeah, I'm like, bro, we we from the East Coast. And he he wow. told Livingston, he said, hey, hey, you might want to take that shirt off up here, homie. You know, it ain't like that up in here, homie. I was like, dog, we mm. Marines, man. You know, we Marines. We, you know, dog. He's like, yeah, you might want to get that shirt off. Same thing you said, right, dog. Cat go up in like Spencer's or somewhere. He bought a tie dye shirt, put the tie dye shirt on in the store. That's took that nuts. red shirt, put it in the bag, dog. We walked out. But that those were those moments to where I knew, yo, it's real out here. You know, it's 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 not it's not no plaything, bro. It's real out here. Like, yeah, we Marines and all of that, but that, that holds no bearing when we come up. That out means that nothing. Gate, means absolutely zero nothing. Um, yeah. So that's real, man. And, yeah. and you, Marcus, man. I mean, Atlanta, Georgia, bro. It's 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 real out here too. Um, it it is now. I didn't grow up in Atlanta. I grew up in Mississippi. Okay. And so born born and raised, born and raised in Mississippi. Well, well early well, on. Well, right raised in Mississippi for sure. Okay. Raised in Mississippi okay. For sure. That's crazy. Um and the similarities, and I think this is where it becomes cultural, right? The similarities in it, we didn't have because we had like gangster disciples, we had bloods, we had crips and all that stuff, because that stuff infiltrated everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. By the time we get to the early 2000s, there's representation of all of those things everywhere. Right. So where I grew up, I was actually like about a three-hour a three ride from Memphis, Tennessee, right? Mm -hmm. So being that close, Memphis is probably one of the most violent places in the South, yeah, right? Memphis gangster, though. Memphis, like, bro, you will get broken off in Memphis turning down the wrong street. And it's not, and it's not necessarily anything to be afraid of because at the same time, it's very, very like Southern hospitality. Like it's a great Southern town. Right. So the town that I grew up in, which is Tupelo, Mississippi, we got a lot of that same influence where we were. So town of like 80,000 people, give or take, um, depending on, you know, how many people wanted to have babies that year. Yeah. Uh, and so with a town that small, everybody knew each other. But it didn't stop people from wanting to be against each other in some kind of way. Right. And so most of the time when people think Mississippi, they think racism. But it's really more classism first, then racism. Mm. All right. So the have nots and the have gots, they live on a certain part of town, black or white, doesn't really matter. Right. And right. so those people are going to intermingle and then they look down on those that are poor or don't have. And then within that, the ones that don't have are dealing with the racism. So you've got white against black. You've got, uh, you've also got little neighborhoods and little sections against each other. And this is not just kids. These are adults too, right? right? This is, you know, everyday living. The, the crabs in a barrel is so very prevalent in small town USA to where you have to think, man, how do I get out of here? So our, so, uh, we only have one high school in our town, right? So in our high school, um, my graduating class was was roughly about 700 people, give or take. So a lot of people. Um, of those 700 people, I would say 85%, once they graduated, they never came back. 
Because we knew there was no life for us there, right? Like if you didn't have a family business, if you didn't have a thing that was actually propelling you or keeping you there, then you had to go find it somewhere else. And so we ventured to so many different places. We tried to see the world. Um, that's that's my personal story too, is right. going to see as much because we knew the world was bigger than small town USA, Tupelo, Mississippi. It wasn't, it that couldn't have been it. So again, while we didn't have the the cultural stuff that you see on the West Coast or on the East Coast where these things have been popularized, the things that you do see in the media and the movies about, you know, the racism, the classism, those things are real even to this day, right? Mm. Wow. And it and it's, it's something that's pushed forward from generation to generation easily because, again, it's a learned behavior. It has nothing Indeed. to do with, like, you know, anything that comes natural because, you know, we went to school with the same people that we ended up being discriminated against, right? So you're in elementary school, and y'all are over here playing in the playground. You don't care about what color that person is. You're just like, we hanging out. We're friends. Some of my best friends were white growing up, and I was exposed to all types of white people shit. Like, it was, you know, uh, listening to freaking Guns and Roses. What my black self looked like. <laughs> Talking about yeah. Green Day and Guns and Roses hey, and all this stuff hey, in the nineties, hey, right? Some some of it's dope though. You know what I mean? It, and it was that was the kind of exposure that we on, got. Knocking on heaven's door is dope. Hundred percent. Aerosmith. Yes, sir. Now, now you know, I I get in certain settings. I know Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Right. I know them yeah. songs. Yes, sir. But in the in the true, in the true nature of things, the older that we got, the more we separated because again, the learned behavior. No, they can't come over here. Nah, you know, we that because of the family that they're from or they're connected to. And this is regardless of what color they are, it's just period. Right. So again, my upbringing was a lot different, uh, for sure. And being in Atlanta now, and I tell people this all the time, Atlanta is the greatest place in the world for a black person, period. Better hey. than Africa, better than DC, better than you can name wherever place you want to. This is it. It's a light bulb lesson right there, though. I agree with you. And, I, and I've been a lot of places, man. And I was thinking about it, Marcus, when you said it. And, and Ryan, you know this too. Snoop people from Mississippi. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Snoop's people is from Mississippi. They migrated to California. My dog that I was talking about, Jesse James Dawson, born and raised mm -hmm. in California. All his people from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. You know, I meet so many people here from Mississippi. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I was reading a book last night called Nigger by the great Dick Gregory. He's mm -hmm. talking about Mississippi, yeah. Mega Evers, yeah. Yeah. going down there, and just that whole vibe of things. So when I when I think of that migration, like you said, man, it, it is spread out. And the influence, man, like you, you think about Gary, Indiana, like you were saying with Memphis. Gary, Indiana, they banging out there. Mm -hmm. Chicago, we all know. We ain't even got to say it, bro. Like, Chicago is, is, is oh, New York, gang, same thing. It's it's everywhere, bro. Um, but again, man, to hear you say, as we get older, we kind of separate apart. You know, what's that vibe like in, in, in Cali, bro? Like, when I got to San Diego, I don't remember seeing black people, right? I was looking mm -hmm. for black people. Wow. 
I was literally like, dog, it ain't no Ooh. black people out here. It's Hispanic like crazy, shout out. But black people, I literally felt like I had to go find black people. Um, but I but from what I always hear, like I said, I only flew into uh the San Francisco airport, but I've never been out, kicked it. Never been to uh Sacktown, Oakland, San Jose. Is that vibe the same as far as like Blacks here. You can go. go. It's it's you have Oakland. Oakland is not Oakland no more. But there's, I mean, you have black communities, but it's there's no place like Atlanta. Like you can't, right? Like there's not even you can't even go to a neighborhood in New York and find something similar to Atlanta. Tell tell them the story about when I took you out in the middle of the week and what your what your thought process was when you saw what you saw. Well, bro, I'm in SAC, so ain't nothing really popping off in SAC. You know what I'm saying? Compared to anywhere else. Hey, y'all got the key. Like, on a Tuesday. No, on a Tuesday, just a sports bar, but it was just like, it it, it was active. You know what I'm saying? It was just nothing but black yeah. people, um, which is different. So it's different when you're in a community and you are like where I live, you won't see the same race. Like, I get it's a melting pot where I live, right. which I actually prefer for me. I like seeing different cultures. I like having different cultures around. I like mm-hmm. hearing things not within my language. You know what I'm saying? I just feel life is around me. And I and I appreciate that because there is culture outside of my own. Not only yeah. that, I mean, I love my black people, but sometimes, you know, I I, I like to be around other folk too. That's <laughs> you know real, what I mean? Like, that's that's, that's, that's real talk. Like that's that's real. You know what I mean? And and I appreciate it. So California's always been very mixed, um, yeah. heavy on the Asian, Hispanic, black, uh, obviously Caucasian, but those are the ones that you'll find. But there's different levels or different Asian Pacific or days or Pacific Islander people that that are here. You know what I mean? So, and that's all goes back to history. Like the Japanese yeah. are big, like down in Torrance. That's why you see a lot of um, sushi restaurants. Well, if you look at Palos Verdes, that's where the Japanese Camp was you. You probably know maybe right. a little bit of clay because right. yeah. of, of the history, right? Then they kicked them off of that because they realized that was actually valuable real estate. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna kick it all down to Torrance. And we going up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, we we see that, that happened in a lot of places. Same thing that happened in San Francisco. All the Chinese and even um, um, the Taiwanese and a lot of those people um, during the war, they get when they came over here, right? And then they they pushed them off in certain areas of the bay because they realized that the real estate was actually valuable where we decided to put them because they didn't know what they were doing back then. But, and that's the melting cultures is, is that we have really in California. And, um, but I love it, man. It's no, but I love Atlanta too. I love it. Like as far as community goes, like you said, for a black man, as the study says, and I went to a study by this brother who, um, who uh, it's a Sierra health foundation, which is here in Sacramento. And they're mm-hmm. big on, um, mental health and helping people of, of color and of race and of LBGTQ and all that other stuff. Right. But what he was telling us is, is, is as in the statistics show, if you are, if say me, well, I'm going to use me as an example, make it easier. So I grew up uh private school, pretty much all white people all the way through, through college. Right. So mm-hmm. from K all the way through college, I was not around my community at all. 
Okay. Right. But I survived and I did well. I graduated all the way through college. Right. I got my degree. However, as it's a t- the statistics show, yes, mm-hmm. sir. Um, once that person leaves, they actually it gets more difficult in the corporate world. Yes, right. And you climb a little. You're able to climb to a certain point, but you're not able to, to hit a certain level because you understand what's around you because most of those people are Caucasian. Right. right. So you know how to speak to them. You know how to deal with them. Right. But when you have and he broke it down, he said, well, for you, like for me and my kids, he was like, you cannot expect it's it's less likely for my kids to actually graduate college because of the road that I went. Yes, Even sir. though my parents blessed me, right? The statistics show that it's going to be harder for them to even get there. And what he did show is that kids that grow up in their own community with their own color, it helps from generation to the next generation to the next generation. So as you see probably in Atlanta, you'll probably see a black doctor. More than likely, mm-hmm. his son will probably be a black doctor in his business, right? And so you see the trends as they go on from community to community. It's hard to keep the trend when you're not in your own community. Right. Mm -hmm. And we know that just by how we all got together. We're tribal people. It's like as much as we want to have equality, and somebody said this uh, recently, and and, and, and it just reminded me again, Equality, equality is impossible because we're not the same. We ask for something. We want equity. That's what we want is equity, right? What I invested, what you invested is the same. So I should be treated as if I am an I am a equal investor. But us three that are on here right now. Three different shades of people. Right. Three different age brackets. Well, yeah. probably not. We're probably close to an age bracket. But all the same, we're not the exact same. So how can we want something that somebody else has? Right? Like that that equality piece, and the same thing between men and women, right? We're built differently. I can't ask a woman to lift 250 pounds. Right? Right. But her body ain't built like that. So why would that be equal? Or why would I say, yeah, you go out here and do the same exact job as this man, knowing that she may not be capable of doing that. Right. Right. You setting her up for failure, asking for something that that isn't really attainable. So mm-hmm. so we're tribal people in the sense that we get a chance to when we get a chance to see it, we can conceive it, we can achieve it. Right. But if we don't get that, and this kind of goes back to where kind of connecting the dots to what Ryan was just saying, if again, your kids are too busy seeing that their doctor is Asian and that their teacher is white and that the mailman is Hispanic and the only people that they see that look like them do this particular thing, they're going to be limited to the idea that that's all that they can do because they don't see themselves in those other people. I would say even go a step further back, it's better to be have a black teacher teaching your black student. It certainly is. They understand the culture. They understand 
where we come from. They understand right. the struggle. They understand a single black mom working two to three jobs, been up all night, and why my my son or daughter's coming to school sometimes tired. Right? I the just struggle of a black father, bro. Yeah, I man. sit in on this yeah. at my barber shop, yeah. like the barber shop I go to um, that I grew up with here in Sacramento. So this this brother been cutting my head since shit six years old seven years old therapist right right? so no not even that we actually bring in the real therapist to the barbershop in the hood okay oh wow that's dope all right that's dope we have conversation and the conversation was talking about building a bridge how do we build bridges Mm. with the youth and we're trying to do this in the culture of hip-hop that we live in right Mm -hmm. Which is actually dying right now. We can have that discussion later, T.O. Right, right. No doubt. It's dying. Hip hop is dying. <clears throat> so, yeah. uh, it's dead. It's dead. But it is, bro. I. It's not even right. hip hop. I don't even know what to call it. It's I don't. I don't hear hip hop music. But it's, it's but let me get back to it. So, but we was talking about it, right? And 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 mm-hmm. the therapist, we, we were talking about building bridges, bro. And 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 the hard part of where most people. To your point, Marcus, bridges are essential. Mm-hmm. Right? You need them. You need them to get from point A to point B without having to do too too much crazy. Like you have to fly air, do a bunch of stuff you got to do. Bridge solves the problem. Done. In order to build a bridge, there's many pieces. There are many things that go into it. Like there has to be somebody that studies the land. There's somebody that has to understand what happens with the water in the ocean. Like mm-hmm. there's pieces to the puzzle of building a bridge. And then yeah. you got the actual guy, you got to order the, Like there's a whole, I don't even know the science of it, but just picture trying to build yourself a bridge across some water to the other side. You mm-hmm. go to help, right? Absolutely. You can't do it by yourself. No, and so a lot of brothers are out here in this world. And this is where I go into trying, and this is how we met of trying to build a bridge if it's your faith, if it's your finance, if it's your girl, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You build a bridge because men were always trying to move forward and move in the way. And usually there's an obstacle in our way. Always. always. That's, what always. That's what the bridge is trying to get you yeah. over. Right through. Always. You and feel sometimes, me? Sometimes it's us. Mm-hmm. Bingo. And mm-hmm. so the key word of what I walked away when we were talking about it with the therapist was, brother, sometimes you got to pass the hammer. Yeah. You over yes. here trying to dink, dink, and every time you dink, you keep, you, oh, I hit yes. my hand again. You yes. feel me? It's true, dog. Blew my back out. And now not only are you back to square one, but you have to work yourself back up to where you just found yourself. Mm-hmm. You yes, and so the yes. big part of it was not only do you need to pass the hammer, but you need to know where you fit inside of providing the solution in the play. And if mm-hmm. it's not your style, if it's not your purpose, right? right. This is what I'm talking here. If it's not your purpose, get out the way. Yeah, you get got out the to. way. You gotta get out the way. Get out the way, bro. Other other day, man. Shout out to uh Frank Host, cat down in Tampa area, and and he got on stage at, at the He Man conference. A lot, lot of you know different age groups in there. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But he said it, gentlemen. He said, listen, man, these you, they're not a lost call. No. He said, he said, they're not a lost call. He said, and and we can sit in here as men that so much in whatever way we look at it, got ourselves together, and we can write these you for. And he said, but you're not doing anything. And he said, if you're not doing anything to 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 really get in tune with these you, mm-hmm. he's like, get just get the hell out the way. Don't, he said, yeah. I don't care if you're a pastor, I don't care if you're an apostle, I don't care. If, if you're not out here in the trenches trying to help these kids, get out the way. And he walked off the stage, bro. And then, you know, and and that that really pondered on me for a second too, because I was like, yo, yeah. Like you said, Brian, a key link to that is like, you can't be afraid of these young cats, but at the same time, you can't be stupid either. Because some of these little young niggas will bust your head, bro. Like, you, you is not approach them with, look, on our talk this week, Marcus, our biggest word with Justin was empathy. Yep. Right? You gotta we have said, it. You gotta right? have it, bro. You gotta have it. And even when... And that's really how you know you're getting stronger as a human being, as a man, is the more yes, and grace that you can give, right? Yeah, Somebody yes. does you wrong and you can smile and walk away with peace and yes. happiness and not have a hate in your heart and you're like, God bless him. I wish that man the best. Yo, that's it. <laughs> that's a scary brother. Yeah. You better watch out. Come on, man. You, do you, Marcus Noah? I ever heard of the cat here in Atlanta, high level bear? You ever seen high that cat? Yeah, high level no. bear. No. Yeah. Tell um, me more. He um he's something to do with the industry, music industry. Something. Okay. Um, but he, he came on live yesterday and he was talking about TI and uh I wanna say Gucci Mane, I believe. Who whoever mm-hmm. TI's had some beef with this whole long stretch. Yeah, of time. they just recently kind of squashed their beef between T.I. and Richard. Yeah. He was talking about that. And, and, that, and that made me think about it when Ryan said it because he was like, man, you know, you young brothers need to really look at that for what that's worth. They 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 found the higher ground. You know what I mean? And if your first inclination is I'm gonna shoot this brother, I'm gonna kill this brother, you know. Instagram wars or whatever the case. I'm I'm I'ma kill this cat, bro. Like that ain't it, bro. On no accord is that it. Ryan, I can be bad at you, bro, but you know, my first inclination is gonna be the way I was raised. You know, I'm gonna hit him up and 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 I'm gonna see what up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. my first inclination, oh yo, as soon as I catch him lacking, dog, I'm gonna body him. And 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 now I just I just put my children in a whole nother bracket of 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 life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is crazy, bro. So it so look, crazy. play. I want to something is this this uh tugging at me. So we talked a little bit about uh the California um uh, the California culture and Ryan really talked a whole lot about the mix of cultures and stuff like that, right? Without getting in trouble, Ryan, and this is going to go somewhere. How was dating in that atmosphere? Like, was there a preference or did you take on 
any and everybody that you had chemistry with, regardless of like their ethnicity, their race, that type of stuff. Bro, I didn't have a choice. I grew around white people. So I went, I went to school 30 miles south of Sacramento. I didn't go to public school. I went to private school. Okay. And high school, yeah, I don't remember. Maybe a couple times I had a black chicken, and there was one black girl that I dated that was one class above <laughs> me. Um, but like I was around white chicken. girls. Like that's who I talked to on a day by day basis. And this is where people get tripped out on day. So Monday through Friday, Friday. Mm -hmm. with white people right right and on saturday through friday night saturday sunday my parents were heavy in the church we went to a black mic you be my mom she pro black you walk in my house you know it's a black house like there's no question Mm -hmm. right uh my mom's black my dad's black and a hundred percent like they parents is black um and so but friday I'm around my peoples. So right. I loved it because from literally from where I'm at today and the people that I got to deal with in business, it taught me a lot of how to really do business with white people and a lot. Mm-hmm. And black people would envy me because I would easily have conversations with, with them all. And they'd be like, how do you talk? Like, what have to know how to approach them. They actually want to talk to you. They just don't know if you're cool with it because of how society has positioned us and them, right? Mm-hmm. They're actually Indeed. super dope. They're really cool, right? Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends along my life have all have been white people and I have no problem right. with that. And yeah. same for, for black people. I only say that just because we're, we're separating their beings mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Right. But never really, I never, my preference was more I I geared towards white girl because I really that was my choice and at church okay. only saw them then like we didn't have like Instagram like we didn't have what these kids you got. had options <laughs> right but, but my mom will always be like how come you always date white girls and I'll be like well mom you know you sent me to a white school right and it didn't dawn on her she was like mm. right yeah. you know what I mean and so. Yeah, so I mean, it, it it is what it is. But my girl now, she's she's mixed. But you look at her; she black. She act black. She a hundred percent. Her mama yeah. was mom is Caucasian, but look, my girl's black, blackity black. Right. <laughs> now, the reason that I bring it up is because I've got like a I've got a a secondary question because again, we talked about the whole Atlanta culture and how incredible it is for a black man to actually be or a black person. Period best place in the world for a black person to be. So the reason why I asked that question was because Ryan, from your experience and Clay, you might have some too. I know that I have some is a black woman, the best thing for a black man. It's a great question, man. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to give you the political version because I don't want no brothers thinking like they have to have a black woman in order to succeed because okay. I don't believe that. I believe that when you find who you are as a man mm-hmm. and you know your purpose as a man, you will be able to define who is and what is the person for you. Most black men, I feel, we're going to lean towards a black woman because they understand to a level of what a black man feels, but it's actually okay. 
I'm going to flip it on you. I think black men actually need to start taking black men serious. And the reason why mm. I say that is this. Mm. I say that as this because they come up to the plate with two strikes. We only come up to the plate with one. They mm. are black and they are female. Right. Why are we looking to them for comfort when we should be bringing them comfort? Mm. They the ones raising the babies. That's right. They the ones who give him birth. They give life. They the closest thing to God that we got, bro. They can create. Okay, Steve Harvey. That's you feel? <laughs> they can create. I feel, yes, you. I feel you. So I'm yes. going. I'm flipping it. Like I'm going to flip it. Like, and and I only say that because of the of where I am now. But and yeah. and not only that, but not only where I am now, I have three daughters. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, let's go, it, bro. And, and in the world I live in, and and I'm really, and I'm talking to men all day. I, I'm my my thing is one day kings, but you can flip that and say you a one day queen. It don't matter how whichever way you want to flip the content, you could you could say it one way or another. Mm-hmm. But I think that when when black men can come to a level of just respecting women, like when I see a black man not hold a door open, I'm just saying for a woman, she don't have to be black. Just mm-hmm. just respect. You feel me? Just the, the honor, integrity yeah. of a man is gone, bro. So I'm just like, we got to flip that around. But I'm with you. I think, I think, black, black culture, it helps, and it helps when you have children, and it helps, it helps those, it helps those things. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes it a little, the understanding, mm-hmm. a little bit, probably, an easier road. Um, mm. Because well, you don't thoughts, man. the different of cultures, right? Like what what Hispanics do versus what blacks do. Let's just on Thanksgiving or Christmas, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different, dog. The food's gonna be yeah. different, right? Oh, the food's gonna be different. <laughs> it's, it's still gonna be bomb. It's still gonna be bomb. It's just gonna be different, Ooh. right? You marry a girl from South America or whatever. Like you just gonna have to open yourself up and understand. Okay, I'm gonna have to maybe let part of that go. But if it's important to you to have a piece of your black culture, then you probably should date a, you should probably marry a black woman. Mm-hmm. If you are more of you're open like me, like I like having, you know, what I'm saying different cultures or whatever, then you know. The thing the thing that's screaming out to me right now is is tradition over relationship. Right? Tradition over relationship. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to that. Play what's your thoughts on that? Is is a black woman the best thing for a black man? For for Timothy O'Neill Clay, yes. Okay. You know, I I can see my wife right now. She she's sitting in her little lab over there doing her thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and when I look at her, I, that's that's the closest thing to God to me. When Ooh. I look at my mama, that's the closest thing to God to me. Ooh. But but I rock with my dog Ryan. What he said, like. To each man, to each his own, and I think the way he put it so eloquent, man, is 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 real. Um, you gotta you gotta have knowledge of yourself, man, before you could truly, in my opinion, really deal with a person on that level that we've been talking about since we came on. The, the empathy, the the, mm-hmm. the you know what we all you know went through together within the mastermind and the breakthrough, that vulnerability, like. Sometimes, all being with a black woman is the hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Man, come on now. 
Yeah, they gonna tell you now, now, now. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't have my share. What's up, babe? What's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looking yeah. at me right now. Hey, um, but you know yeah. what, Cleo? What's up, bro? You know when a black woman loves you, bro? Because that's oh, that's the man. Let's Come talk on. about it. That's their love go. language, Let's talk bro. About that's, it. That's, that's field goal. It, hey, yes, that's when field they, goal. Hey, the minute she does not care. It hurts so bad. Especially a black woman? Jay-Z so I'm, I'm really talking about my woman because she's black. I'm talking about my Danielle. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about that. When I know my baby Shout out to Danielle. stop Shout saying out to something, Danielle. bro, I know I'm in trouble. Mm. Hey, bro. I, hey, man, listen, man. It's, it's, uh, I've had my share, though. And back to my dog, Jesse James from Compton. Mm. We just had a conversation a week ago, Marcus, right? He said, he only dated Hispanic chicks. He said, because where he grew up around the area in Compton where he's from, that mm -hmm. was it. Okay. He said, he said, but once it got to the point to where the Hispanic cats really start figuring out, like, yo, who, who who's this cat? He's like, yo, they take that for real, for real. And he was he 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 was at an all-out war, you know, mm. leading, bumping up to right when he joined the Marines. He's still in the Marines. Uh but and I, I said, wow, man. I said, you know, you ain't really mess with no black chicks because his wife currently of of many years of over like 23, 25 years, give or take, she's black. She's she's okay. from LA as well. But he said, but from high school, middle school to high school, all the way up until he grew up home, mm. Hispanic chicks, man. He was like, I loved Hispanic chicks. Like I didn't even know black women kind of existed to be dated. My God. He's like, because I was around Hispanic chicks 24-7. Um, but I believe, man, that's a great question, bro. And, and, and for anybody, woo, for that's a great bro, question. I, I even take it like, I'll even take it deeper. You guys know, you know my, you already know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't I don't mind. Like, no, me, nah. bro, so I was molested at four. You all know that, right? Mm -hmm. I was molested right. at four. The molestation then took me towards pornography and back Jeez. then pornography they didn't have black girls in print it was all white girls it certainly was oh, yeah right and so real and, you know what I mean? and, and not only that then i went to school with white girls right and so the the not even the dating i would say it was a perverted way of how i even got attracted towards that mm. type of woman right and literally right now no against white people nobody at all but I'm going through a five-year divorce and she just so happens to be white, right? That was my second one. My first one, it, we nipped that in the butt. We have no issues. So even within, and I wasn't a good person to to the my first wife, who was black. And we actually are now able to work through things without having any tension. And exactly. Marcus, there could, there could be more, there could be something tied to that. I don't know. It is. It as is. As far as a relation, because mm -hmm. I don't have hate for either one, even though she is putting me through all of this. It sucks, but I don't hate her. Right. I'm not, right. Like God's going to, he said, whatever he has designed for me is what he's had designed. Not only that, this wasn't his design. Mm -hmm. This was my fault because of right. the decisions that I made. So this is the price and the tax that I have to pay. My God today. Check me yep. on the way through. You know what I'm saying? But, but again, there's a difference of how things are handled between my situation of 
had married a, uh, my first marriage, which was with a black woman versus mm-hmm. my second marriage, which is I'm still going through a divorce, which the divorce is actually longer than the, the marriage. Marriage. Right. Are, are your, your three daughters by your first or your second wife? My first one, my first wife, I have one daughter, and my second wife, I have two daughters. So you got a a, a black daughter, and you have mixed two, two mixed daughters, right? And so we're talking okay. about culture here, right? So it's like it's important for my daughter. Do- my daughters don't get to have the black culture right now because we're going mm. the custody issues. So all they know mm. is one side, Ooh. and I know that my daughters look at themselves and can see like, I'm not, I'm a sister. I have, there's something else different about me that I have that my mom doesn't, and they may not resonate right now, but if the story continues as it is today, it will resonate like that. And they're going to know that they don't look like Molly and Becca. They know they don't. What's what's, what's so back to go ahead. What's your current wife? That you're going through the divorce. So what's her name, bro? Oh, I can't. I don't know. I'm still going through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I don't want to put it out to, there to her if she ever sees this, bro. And, yeah. and I was, I'm glad you said that. But if she ever sees this, you know, Marcus Outlaw, Ryan White, Timothy Clay, we are brothers, and we're coming together because we want to move the ball forward. We want to mm-hmm. advance the ball forward for the betterment. Of those yeah. two young ladies and yes. and your 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 first daughter, yeah. We want we want them to be 18, 19, walking through LA shopping together, happy. You know, we know our father, we know our moms, and hey man, we gotta live this life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and these conversations that we're having, it's real. And, yeah, and this is real stuff, man. It's it's it's, it's real, this bro. Is real life. And, Everything I told you is not a lie, it's real. It's, it's, it's real. I, I I've got to chime in on something that, that's burning. To go back to to Ryan's comparison between the two ladies and the experience of their separations. Right. So one thing that I, one thing that I know from my own personal experience of being with primarily with a black woman all of my life, you know, in some in in all of my relationships, is that because they understand the plight of their black men, right? Whether they had a father or a brother or uncle, or whomever. They have seen how the justice system deals with us. Mm. And so they don't want to make it any harder than it has to be. Unless push comes to shove. So that's why first baby mother was like, I'm not going to drag you through the courts, try to take you for everything that you got, have you get locked up every once in a while, just over this and just over that. We can do this amicably, right? We can work this out because I know that I don't want whatever it is that the justice system has for you because it's not for you, right? And so on the other end of the spectrum, again, I'm just going to talk about truth. The privilege that comes along with, I want to make you hurt the same way that I hurt because of whatever it is that happened is where the other end of the spectrum is. So they're not thinking about the fact that because black women, this is the whole reason that I asked the question is, they have a level of love and empathy for us that we can never imagine, even if they're not with us, even if they're not in relationship with us, even if they're not connected to us, they still are looking to protect us as men. And so that's something that other cultures do for their cultures, 
right, mm-hmm. to some degree. Right. And our women do that for us. So, yeah. so in the grand scheme of things, that look comes from the fact that she truly, as a black woman, was like, this is a responsibility that I have to this man, to my community, and also to my child to not have him drug through this any more than it's got to be. Now, if you could if you if you cut up and you act a fool and I'm not gonna do anything, if you came to the table, you know, being the worst, and she would have to do what, what was best for the kid. But yeah. I imagine that you didn't go in that way. And because of that, she was like, Well, I'm not gonna make it any harder on you than it's gotta be. Let's make it work for the child. Because we got black children to raise, right? That mindset may not be with other people. Some people do have it, but when you start to mix those things, they don't think about the culture, the people, the lifestyle that they may have led because of what it is that they went through just because of the color of their skin. Correct. Indeed. Right. Indeed. That's, 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 that's real, bro. Yeah. That's real. No, I'm glad you asked those questions, man, because it, it, it just brings a whole nother vibe of, of dog. These, these are real life situations. There's people bro. watching us right now, listening, tapped in, and they're thinking about the personal situations that they're going through, man. And and we all have, a, you know, some form of fashion in our families. You know, I was telling the cat earlier, um, I said, bro, you know, do you ever just sit back sometime and just, just wonder, you know, where would I be without the Lord, bro? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, dog, I think about it every day. And the older every I get, day, the, the more, the more. <laughs> And it's just, you know, man, it's it's so true, bro. Like we Thank living you, some, some ill times right now, bro. Yeah, it, it, you know, yeah. It, and it goes back to how we just started the conversation about Father's Day with Kirk Franklin. That's why I said, "Have you seen it?" Yeah, and so I watched that. Right, mm-hmm. I watched the entire video and made me immediately think of my daughters. Ooh, man, and I'm watching. You know what I'm saying? It's like. And I lit. I sent it to everybody. I sent it to my parents. I sent it to my sister. I sent it to my. I sent it to everybody that I knew. I was like, watch this, and I was like, this motivates me to keep going because. Right. And I'm gonna say this to all the fathers out there that are going through something. Because I understand, and I'm I'm getting emotional right now. Just, <clears throat> just uh, talking about it. Yeah, man. <clears throat> but um, the fathers that are out there, and the and the big reason why. I even did a one day king. If you knew who I am, I'm not the person to even come on camera, talk, none of that. I always be the guy back of the room, quiet. Right. I, don't, I don't like sure. that. It's not me. It's not. It's not at all. But after after our mastermind with Myron, right? After the breakthrough, after we all got broke. Shout mm-hmm. out to Myron. Yes, sir. Keep on. I could not continue to walk this path without trying to help somebody else. Yes, right. sir. Right. That's why we're here. It's not for the money. It's literally just to put the message out. And I that's think right. that's the reason why my trauma has happened to me the way it is, is because I'm not the only one. I'm not the only that's brother right. that's been molested. And I can say that and I'm fine. Like, I have a 100%. Best girl, like, it don't define who you are as a man, whatever happened to you that, that somebody took advantage of. So don't right. worry about that. Don't let that cascade into other things that that can put you down a path of really, literally destruction. Yeah, you know what I mean? my story 
I was my first house that I bought in LA was five hundred thousand dollars. My first house, okay. Mm. My first house. Right. I'm doing. I end, I'm I'm doing my dirt. Okay, I'm not being clean. The Lord ends up taking me back, brings me back home. And when I say home, I'm here in Sacramento where I grew up. I'm back in the house, and across the street where I live is where I got molested. Mm. Right. So to this really? day, I still look at that house and it's it's a reminder. Yeah, bro. It's a reminder every day. Right. right? I'm also reminded of my kids and everything else. So to my brothers out there, for anybody that's been molested, don't let that define you. Squash that. Oh, no. Get help. Yeah, bro. Go to mental health. Get some help. Right. I don't care. Whenever. Get some help. For my brothers to, out there bro. that that are going through a custody battle, keep fighting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 100%. Right? Please don't stop for your babies. I don't care yeah. what baby mama say. I don't care how much you hate her. Do it for your kids and their kids. Yes. Because I guarantee one day you're going to resent that. Yes, yeah, sir. And if you haven't turned yourself around, like from your old ways, bro, for me, I had to stop. Like there were certain things that I had to put myself back on in life and put systems back in place for me to get to where I'm I'm at now. And I'm not even the best version of myself today, but I'm better than I was a year ago. Yes, right you on. are. Yes, you so, are. And um, so I say that to say, man, because I know brothers out there want to give up. I know they tired of the justice system. And I get that. There's things that I filed in court and the judge is like, yo, I, I just want to give up and, 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 and say, forget it. But you can't. And when yeah, I watched bro. the video, bro, it literally gave me like all the juice I needed, you know what I mean? For this man to be able to create songs about God. Yeah, bro. Consistently, right? And praise him. Literally, like you put on a Kirk, Kirk Franklin is probably, you. even if he didn't do gospel, he'd be the baddest R&B artist. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's just yeah, cold, he's cold, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sir. Cold. Kirk is cold, bro. And right. so... I'm just like, I'm amazed of how he's able to go from my entire life, right, all the way until now, and he's able to put out the love of God that he has. And I'm like, yo, if, if he can continue to fight and still proclaim the faith, bro, mm -hmm. what am I, what am yeah, I tripping, yeah. bro? You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, sir. Right. So that's all I had to say, man. That's powerful, right, Mike. That's powerful, yeah. man. Look, let me, let me, uh, let me actually come in and and encourage a few people on my own. Number one, Ron is Ron is my bro. We've been locked in for over a year now um, right. since we actually finished the program with uh, with Myron. And when I tell you, man, it just it revitalized everything that's within me and it changed the way that I process things because I don't have to do it alone. I got a tribe and the tribe that I have at its core allowed me the confidence to be able to build out to other places, right? right. To be able that's to right. go out and stretch <clears throat> to other brothers and other places and have the confidence to express what it is that God put on my heart. So my encouragement, number one, is to those people that feel like they gotta be the hero, mm -hmm. right? 
you gotta you, you have to be the hero in your own story you gotta be the person that overcomes and does everything and comes in like a knight in shining armor most times when you are playing the hero you are actually the criminal because what you're stealing away is the experience that somebody else is supposed to have so they can grow man so if you're out here trying to pull away from all these things because you want to look good or because you want to stand on your own pride and say man i'm the one i did this i did that i showed up here i'm the one all you're doing is taking away from the glory that god is supposed to get from that situation that's it bro so take yourself out of the equation be used by god ask to be used by god but don't think that you are god in the situation take that take that superhero vest off because you ain't nobody all of your stuff is filthy rags dog like all of it is everything that you're doing something great because you stand up and you spend all of your money or you're here you're there dog none of that stuff means anything if love is not behind it none of it means anything without love being behind it nothing so that's, Take that time, I'm, find out real, who you bro. Are, clean yourself up, and then the best way to get clean, I ain't gonna lie to you, we know how to wash our front real good. You need somebody to wash <laughs> your yeah, back. Yeah, you gotta have wash back your you gotta back. wash it between your toes, bro. You gotta hit, you gotta, and, and I know this sounds, you know, we like to pause a lot, but you need somebody to be able to to see the things that you can't see. You can't turn oh, your yeah. neck around and see what's going on behind nah, you. Never. You can't do never. anything about that. So who is that accountability? Who is that brotherhood? Where is, and it's got to be brothers. Ryan already said it before. We got to start taking each other seriously. Mm-hmm. We got to start taking each other seriously. Like, yeah, bro. don't just be, hey, let's have a sports conversation. Let's have a, you know, a conversation about, Bro, if you can't have a conversation about the Lord Jesus Christ with some Mm-mm. other grown man, yeah, you in trouble, bro. <laughs> you got issues. If you can't you have a trouble, conversation dog. with somebody, another grown man, about the issues that are going on in your home, yeah, full dog. transparency, full yeah. blown, dog, you are drowning. Yeah, you in trouble, dog. You drowning. That's a fact. So take all that stuff off. Yeah. Take all this stuff out trying to be the hero, man. We we together, us three are together because of what God put together and we were humble enough to accept it. That's it, bro. Say we less. know other brothers that were in the same predicament, same situation, right. in numbers, in droves, and yeah. they fell off. Yeah, they man. fell off because they weren't humble enough to accept it. Dude, Take that off, man. Bring that humility to the table. Be fragile with somebody. Yeah, These brothers were complete strangers <laughs> and met me at all of my bull. Didn't judge because they had their own stuff. That's right. And we developed together. That's it. We developed yep. together. When Ryan yeah. said that he's better than he was last year, I witnessed every single moment of it. Yeah, dog. I yeah. witnessed every single yeah. moment of it. That's, that's you need an accountability, bro. That's powerful, bro. Yeah. got to do it, dog. Got to man, it's true. Biggest part, bro, is that love piece, man. And I say, like, you need things to stand on as kings, 
And my boy's walking in right now. We had like a fight. When I say fire conversation, like he's like my best. Okay, Justin, I grew up with this nigga since like we and for those well, you were dating white girls, bro. We grew up in the tent, like looking at stars as little kids cracking jokes. You know what I'm saying? Great. Like, yeah. That's how long I've known this brother for. Like that's his really dad long. used to go camping with all the time. My dad used to take us camping all the time. We was fire, really like we was yelling at each other. You know, it's like that's my mm -hmm. brother. Yeah. Dude. Like, we having this fire conversation, but it's deep because we're talking about men. What's important to us? Yeah. And mm -hmm. he was really? like, love. He was like, we just said love. He's like, love is love is love. I said, you're right. But we, where we, where we had a misunderstanding was, I said, you need these things to hold you up. But what you stand on as a man is love. Mm -hmm. Stand on love. You have to be able to have a oh, foundation man. before yeah. you build anything. You yes, can't sir. build a pillar of finance. You can't build a family. You can't have good health. You can't have a community. You can't have none of that unless your foundation starts with love. You have to have yeah. brotherly love, right? Yeah. Self-love, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And when you look at, and we were talking about bearing fruit is where we were at in our pods. Oh, and it's yeah. like the first fruit of the spirit, bruh. It's love. Oh. That's, that's love, dog. That's so, love. And it's like, if you can just, if brothers could just start there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Start with the bro. foundation right there, bro. Just start right there. You don't don't worry about nothing else. Forget about it. You can't build Man. no 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 skyscraper. Look, the you can't. What's the, what's that? Uh, I've been there in Dubai. Um, um, what's that building, Clay? Uh, Marcus, the Taj, that, uh, the Burj Khalifa, the yeah. Burj, yeah, the Burj, mm, right? Okay. The yeah. In order to go that high, I don't know how you got to go so far deep. Indeed, bro, you got to pump that con like you got to dig wind, the wind blowing. Come on, and it's got to be so wide. Got to be too, anchored. Bro. Yeah, it's got to be anchored. Got to be bro. deep and wide, bro. Yeah. So it's like when you really put into so now it's like when you put that into perspective of your life and just love itself. Just try love for a day. Yeah, bro. One try day king, dog. Just just one day. That boy said, "Try love for a day." That sounds like a challenge. Yeah, dog. Just try. That sounds like a challenge. It's hard, bro. It's hard. It's hard when your wife got an attitude, right? Or y'all beefing in the house. It's hard to have love. It's hard. Mm -hmm. it's, hard it's hard to have love for your kids when they disrespect you. You're not doing what they're supposed to do. You feel disrespected. It's hard to have like that that type of love, right? And so that's why I say, if you can just do it one day at a time. And stop thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Like people like, oh, I gotta work out, and they do it at the beginning of the year, and then they quit. Like quit. Yeah. February, they don't even make it. You know why? Because they're thinking about the year. It's not even about starting with it. Who cares when you start? You don't right. need the beginning of the year to have good health. It's yeah, just exactly. start. Just do it. Yeah. You know. What I mean? But start with love. Mm. Hey man, listen, bro. I've been. Cheesing and grinning this whole time, bro. Like all jokes aside, though, when I go back and I look at this, I'm be like, dog, I can't stop grinning. Oh yeah, because the love is here, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, I always think of light, man. I say it all the time: light, love, intellect, greatness, health, and truth. And within those mm. five pillars, man, 
something good's gonna come out of that, bro. We we've displayed love tonight. We've displayed intellect tonight. Greatness, you know. We're we're two or three gather. You know, God is always in the midst. Help, man. I look at Ryan, dog. You beautiful dude, bro. You too, freaking Marcus. model, man. I'm yeah, sick of yeah, yeah, yeah. parents. I hey, yeah. you know, I think I got some good genes, bro. That's all I got. Yeah. Say. I got some good, genes. man. I see, I see on point. That's it. And yeah. truth, man. You know, a lot of truth has been, you know, spread here tonight, bro. You know, and I and I thank you, brothers, for that, man. Like it's such a pleasure, man. This is the first uh light bulb lesson podcast episode that I've done. That man, again, I'm I'm that student, bro. I love being a student, just sitting back, listening, learning here in the gyms. And and it can't be the last time, dog. It can't nah, be, bro. Oh, Ryan, no, for Ryan, sure. Anytime, bro. Yeah. Ryan Anytime. Like, Yo, when are we going to let me, you know, when we going to build? I was like, bro, next Anytime. day. There Anytime. it is. And here we are, man. We we manifested it into existence, man. I'm grateful for that, bro. And, and you brothers are, are powerful brothers, man. And so many, so many light bulb blessings. And, and, and for those of you checking us again, I've said it about three or four times, man. Understand that everything that you heard here is, is factual, is real, is it's 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 true. You know what I mean? We could be on here talking about a whole lot of stuff, man. But we we choose to to speak from the spirit. Uh and man, I, I truly appreciate you, brothers, man. And yeah. any parting words, man, before we roll up out of here, man. Hey, the floor is yours, man. Uh, I, I, I'll pop out first. Uh, one, man, Clay, thank you so much for allowing us just to be a part of this. Uh, yeah. I know that you've been working diligently to to get out the message, to get out what it is that, you know, God placed on your heart. And so salute yes, to you sir. for being obedient to the call and also yeah, just, bro. you know, pushing pushing the culture forward and what it is that you know is right. Um, so right. we going to come back to you a hundredfold, whatever it is that you put in, yeah. you're going to get out everything that you're supposed to. Uh, for those people that, you, that are watching, man, tell somebody about it. Don't just yeah. sit on it. Don't just, you know, let it be a thing that you watch for yourself, you consume for yourself and think nothing of it. Man, right. use a little bit of integrity. Pass this thing along. Um, tune into more of his stuff, man, because he's giving you quality. And the only thing that you have to do the only responsibility that you have is to share what it is that, he, that he's giving you, man. That's Thank all I you, have to bro. say, man. I appreciate you, Marcus, man. Real talk, bro. Yeah, man. Let's go. Yeah. Man, look, hey, Monday man. King, um, if you're watching this, follow me on Instagram. Uh, yes. Monday Kings. Can y'all hear me? Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, Monday yeah, Kings yeah. on Instagram. Clay, yo, light bulb lessons, bro. This yeah, is bro. Uh, a beautiful thing, bro. You got a beautiful thing. Keep going, brother. No matter what happens, yes, we got you, bro. Um, oh, I already know. 100%. You already know. Yes, yes sir. sir. <laughs> to um, to everybody out there who's listening, tap in with my guy, comment, um, leave some feedback, let us know, right. let him know how you guys like it, what you didn't like. But um, you know, we uh, we praying for everybody out there that's watching this. Yeah, bro. Um, like I said, I love all y'all. Appreciate y'all, Clay, Marcus. This has been great. It's like a reunion. Love it. Yeah, it is, dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. I definitely appreciate y'all, man. Seriously, like I say, hey, it won't be the last. Hey, we're going to keep building, man, because there's so much more. There's so much more, bro. And, and thank you all, man. And with that, man, as we always say, man, peace.
August 1, 